Hi, I'm Neville J. McKenzie, and you're listening to Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action, in partnership with the Brunel Alumni Association, Singapore. Kelly Shan is an experienced healthcare professional in the areas of nursing and public health. She started as a scrub nurse in the operating theatre before transferring to a pre-operative anesthesia assessment clinic. After a few years in the outpatient clinic, uh, you realise that a lot of uh, even higher education background, you know, even they are lawyers or teachers, they don't have much knowledge about what is the meaning of the blood pressure. This inspired her to take a specialist diploma in nutrition and health promotion and pursue a master's in public health and health promotion at Brunel University in the UK. After returning to work in Singapore, Kelly is now looking for a career change to expand her horizons further and has elicited the help of the Brunel Alumni Association to help her with this. With other people. So I will just send a message in the group. I didn't really expect any reply, but yeah, Mario is one of our members. I think that afternoon he messaged me uh, for a quick call to just know a little bit more what I'm I want to do because he's the international head of HR department. This conversation is the seventh in the pilot for the Brunel Alumni Association Singapore. The format is based on Entrepreneurs in Action and we are looking to involve it into a standalone podcast series focused on Brunel alumni based in Singapore. Send your ideas and suggestions to me on LinkedIn or in person at the next Brunel Alumni Association meetup in Singapore. So now, without further delay, let's begin. So, Kelly, can you just introduce yourself and can you tell us about your background in healthcare, public health, including your experience as a nursing professional and your current studies, if there are any? I'm now a senior staff nurse in nursing, almost. 10 years. In the past, I have graduated from nursing diploma and then I started a job in operation theatre as a scrub nurse and circulating nurse. After one year plus, I realised that I really do not like the environment because I'm a person who really likes to communicate with people and interact with patients and staff. So, you know, in operation theatre, all the patients fall asleep after anesthesia. So I don't have a, really a chance to talk to them. So I transferred out to a pre-operative anesthesia assessment clinic. Basically, we'll assess patients whether they are fit for the operation according to the criteria. We do all the checkup to ensure that they are safe to go through operation. And we do also educate a lot on chronic disease management so that their, you know, their sugar level and blood pressure is well controlled on the operation day so that the operation won't be delayed because uh, once it's delayed, it will spend a lot of money or manpower on that. After a few years in the outpatient clinic, uh, you realize that a lot of uh, even higher education background you know, even they are lawyers or teachers, they don't have much knowledge about what is the meaning of the blood pressure. They've got two numbers, right? So they do not understand what is the meaning. 
or about diabetes. They don't really know much, even they have higher educations. So I decided to take part-time course on the specialist diploma on nutrition and health promotion. After that, I use what I have learned to really talk to patients about healthy lifestyles, which will really help them. Can you just tell us about your journey? How you got to Brunel? So you're you're originally from where? I was born in China, and until before the university, the medical college had this collaboration with Singapore hospitals government. Means that they will provide full scholarship to China students to come here as a nurse. They will provide the studies and also you need to work for how many years, kind of thing. After a few years learning, I just resigned in two zero one eight August, and I went to London to study master in public health and health promotion because. I think that time I realized that disease prevention is better than treatment, and I just want to learn more about health promotion kind of thing. How have you demonstrated your excellent communication skills in the field of healthcare, such as through public talks and writing for health-related forums? I have been so many years to really volunteer. To the public, give talks. For example, one of the Singapore resident community, I look for the in charge, and I just told them that I want to volunteer to host talks for the public. So normally it's about fifty elderly residents, and then I will do the PowerPoint and on the pertinent health issues, and I will talk to them and. Get questions, and also I really love to write articles online. Then at time I also apply for a part time writer for one official account. Of course, it's in Chinese, and then it's related to health and fitness, and some articles um also achieve like uh six thousand views. So I thought it's a good platform to really let more people to aware. Their risk, and also how to prevent disease. Of course, prevention is always the best, right? I also volunteer in the health outreach conducted by hospitals. So normally we will go to the community and check their health screening result, and then really educate their. Ah,、uh, if they are on high risk, we will really educate about how they can change their behavior, so that. Their risk would become low or change their unhealthy behaviors. Can you share some of your examples of how you've utilized your understanding of evidence-based practice and strong interpersonal leadership skills to make a positive impact on promoting healthy living and managing programs? Maybe I can share two programs that I did. So one of them is in Brunel University. I'm. Was involved in this global health project for a community in Zambia, Africa. We need to identify their issues, which problem you want to solve, and what is your possible practical way to solve it. 
So we were trained by a development specialist in the SWOT SWOT analysis. And then we also worked together with other students from different backgrounds, for example, from design, IT or engineer. At the end, come on and deal with how to solve the water problem through bamboo. Because the water is contaminated, and of course, over long term, the health of the community members will be affected. Also, when you check the distance from the house to the lake area where they collect the water, it's very, very far. And a lot of times, a lot of children will help to get the water back. Along the way, it's quite dangerous for them uh, because they are still quite young and actually carry the water uh, is quite heavy. So it's not easy for the children as well. And then because they also in the community with low income, how we can find a cost-effective solutions to help them. At the end, we think about the bamboo because at that area, there are a lot of bamboo they can use so you can collect water. And we also do some research that realize the raining season is common in that area almost like 60 to 70 percent. So why not we use the raining water and when the rain comes down, it will just flow through the bamboo because the bamboo you put on the top of the house. So the water just flow down and then we will just make a so-called tank to collect the water. And we also will put those like stones, sands and kind of make or DIY our own filter so that the rainwater will be very clean to drink and use. At the same time, you see, you also save a lot of money for them and then save the energy for the children and protect them as well. Uh, this project could potentially improve their health and economic status. Uh, the project was successfully selected by the UNDP, is United Nations Development Programme. Another one, when I was in the outpatient preoperative assessment clinic, uh, I was a, a research assistant with Prof. Tan Thailand to do a clinical project on smoking behavior in elective surgical patients. Uh, why we want to focus on this is because the surgery itself have a lot of complications, right? And then actually quitting smoking or even just reduce your cigarette will really help to reduce all those complications and you want your wound or patient set to recover faster, right? So that's where we come from. And then, so we basically, we involve planning, design, the survey questions, also translation because we have a lot of elderly uh, speak Chinese. And then we prepare the pictorial guide and envelope with a lot of information to be given to the patients and to uh, really hope that they will change their smoking behaviors, prior surgery. And after that, we also have follow-up phone calls to check whether are they continuing to quit smoking or they go back to the previous behavior again. Uh, how effective of this intervention? Yeah, we also evaluated that. And you, you mentioned that you see yourself as a lifelong learner. Is that something that you 
are quite positive about constantly learning. As you can see from my CV, that all throughout those years, I keep on learning and in different areas, but it's related to health. Even like say, the more you learn, right, the more you feel that you don't know a lot of things. So, so I just want to be humble and uh, even let's say it's the new career that require new skills. I'm willing to take up the challenges and just learn it. I'm a fast learner as well. Yeah, so I don't think that uh, issue if like new skills required. Yeah. Why did you choose Brunel? Good questions. I, I try to search a few uh, master course, like even Australia, uh, America. Only a few universities provide master in public health plus health promotion. So that's my main focus area. Yeah, and also it's based in London. The study time is one year compared to some like one and a half and two years. Although it's intense, yeah, to be honest, but at least it's shortened a bit and you can get your knowledge and skills. You weren't just a student in Brunel. You took part in other activities. Can you just tell us about those? So I was a student ambassador in Brunel University, which is a part-time job for that one whole year. And I really enjoy this job because it connects you with different people, different parents and students and how you promote Brunel University. And they hold different events, open days. So it's really, really quite fun. Yeah, and I also want to mention how I get into this student ambassador. So for those who want to apply, you can also try. So firstly, you just put your CV up. And once you pass the first round, they will invite you to a place for a very creative interview, which I really never imagined before. <laughs> so it's quite a fun experience. On the day itself, you went to the place and then they will paste your name sticker on you. And you don't know, you are not aware that they already start to observe you the moment that you step into the hall because they want to see whether you are proactive to talk to people around you. Even you don't know each other, right? Because other students is from other background. And then after that, you will sit together with other students in a table. Different table, they have different staff. So they put this thing one item into this envelope on the table. You need to use whatever creative way to promote Brunel University. So the item is very interesting. For example, some table get a plastic cake knife, cutting knife. And then some group got a package of tissue paper. My group got a sticky note. We were like thinking what are we going to do with this to be creative and promote pronoun? So I'm thinking about, I put all the sticky notes together in to make it like a house. So it's represent your future, bright future. And then after that, we design a role play to introduce different free 
but very good services in Brunel University. For example, English language teaching, uh, CV editing or career coach. You know, they help you to see how you answer those questions, interview questions and kind of thing. But they are all free and it's really fantastic. They provide all these services. So at the end, after you graduate, you will get a bright future. <laughs> Basically, the team liked the idea. Then I was chosen to be the student ambassador. And also, the whole year living fees are all come from the uh, earnings from student ambassadors. So I'm very thankful and grateful. You know, I was wondering why I always get dropped. Because we, are, we have so many student ambassadors I just heard from the office members. They told me that they say that they get very good feedback from me, from students and parents and also colleagues. So they say I'm very punctual, you know, hardworking and proactive. So they tend to give me more job. Yeah, so I'm also very happy to hear that. Otherwise, you won't cover me whole year, right? By getting more jobs, you were able to pay for your living expenses? Yes, for the whole year living expenses. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, I didn't touch my savings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, if you hadn't got those jobs, how would you have paid? And you had to Yeah, they, I, I need to use my savings. Yeah, so that is really great. I really enjoy to be a student ambassador. Yeah. Your current role is a senior staff nurse specializing in geriatric medicine, and that's gerontology. So how do you feel about it at the moment? Gerontology is referred to elderly care, and we all know that the aging population is in a high trend. It's not only Singapore, it's everywhere. And actually, they do need a lot of healthcare workers in this area. So basically what I do as a, a senior staff nurse in geriatric medicine is that geriatric medicine is different from other disciplines like medical or surgical. You only focus on one or two symptoms, but we cover like from head to toe is a very holistic assessment. So we want to assess the elderly, even like social problems, caregiver stress, Geriatric symptoms, for example, is there any risk for dementia or have they fallen down in recent few months or for the last one year? We have done a lot for that. But I just feel that after so many years of being a nurse, I realize it's mainly focused on point of care. So every time you focus on one patient, you know, and one day maybe depends on the how many patients come to the hospital and it's really limited what I can do um, as a nurse. So right now I'm really thinking about either career change or can use my knowledge and abilities to explore other bigger um, platform to impact more people to have prevent disease or to have healthier lifestyles. Right now I'm just looking for a bigger opportunities. Uh, for example, if you do help research base or you do teaching or you do project management, 
which may have a bigger impact for the population or elder care. Yeah, it's rather, you know, you only focus on point of care that is just so limited to one patient at a time. What motivated you to consider a career change and what are your current career goals? Like what I have mentioned right now, it's not really focused on clinical job anymore, but with my healthcare background and skills, maybe I want to do more at a population level or regional health level because I also obtained master in public health and health promotion with distinction. And my recent career goals, we can focus on, for example, health program management or health coach or to be an influencer yeah, or public health officer kind of job. I would love to explore. How can you leverage your network and explore new opportunities to gain more knowledge and insights about your desired career path? And what steps can you take to make a successful transition? So basically, what are you doing now to um, move forward? I focus on linking. It's one of the, the way that I try to connect with people and ask around. I, I mean, even I don't know them, uh, but most of people are very kind. They are willing to share their experience and, and connect you maybe with related person. And also, uh, I ask around like friends who work in different field, like other than nursing, and I will meet them with a coffee. Oh, nice! Yeah. And then also colleagues in maybe different department, and also very importantly, the Brunel alumni. How did you find out about Brunel? I think I continue to receive emails from Brunel University. That day, I just checked out that they have this Brunel alumni in Singapore. And I was quite excited. And I just asked the, the, the chairperson, is Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just asked him to add me in. And then that's why I was in the WhatsApp group. Increase your network and to update each other about your life. It was a great place for us to connect. Just explain how you got in touch with me. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm just remembering myself now. So after I joined the Brunel alumni and one day I just saw the message from you, <laughs> Neville. Basically, you're asking people, is there anyone willing to do a podcast? Because along the way, I also listened to some podcasts and I also want to explore. So it's quite an interesting thing to do to me. So I personally text Neville and then that's where we are for this session. At the time, I asked you if you could do it like last year and you said that you couldn't. Oh, yes. Yeah, so okay, I, I did I, I, I cannot do last year because I, I was pregnant and I'm I was going to deliver soon and yeah, I just like want to settle down and then we can restart this uh, uh session. So you now have a daughter, is that right? Uh a boy. A, a boy. boy. Oh sorry, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's about going to be five months oh yeah today is the 
fifth month, I need to take a picture. So you got in touch, and a few days ago, I was arranging for a meeting with you, and you posted in the group your intention to for the career change. And what happened? Can you just tell us what happened after you posted? Since I was in the group of uh, Brunel alumni WhatsApp group, so I just thought I could maybe just send my certifications and my experience just as a summary. And maybe someone might be interested and connect me with other people. So I would just send a message in the group. I didn't really expect any reply, but yeah, Mario is one of our members. I think that afternoon he messaged me uh, for a quick call to just know a little bit more what I, I want to do because he's the international head of HR department. So he, he really got a lot of uh, resources and connections. And then after that, he sent my CV to organization called International SOS. And then I received a reply that um, the head of HR department in New Zealand arranged a screen call next Wednesday with me. So hopefully from the call, some good things will happen and <laughs> I can get a position that possibly could do more for the people. And what advice would you give somebody that was thinking of a career change? General advice. Yeah, sure. So uh, if you are listening to this and you are thinking about a career change or you are lost, firstly is be open-minded. So actually, you will know that actually a lot of other things you are able to do with your background and skills. So for example, recently, I just found a job as a medical writer. Although I'm a nurse, my interest is in writing. So you can find out what is your interests are and then related to your job. So you know you can use your medical background at the same you can write. It's fantastic. Uh, just be open-minded and willing to talk to people and increase your network and just take face <laughs> to reach out and you will get a lot of ideas. Yeah. How can people get in contact with you? Find me through LinkedIn. Uh, it's Kelly Shan that graduate from Brunel. <laughs> It's the correct Kalisha, yeah. And then also Facebook, uh, Instagram. I also have WeChat and Xiaohongshu as well is one app very popular in China now. So I, I do post some like job searching skills kind of thing on it. So if you are interested, you can just go in and see. And I'll be putting the links in the show notes. Thank you. So I'll let you go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> A big thanks, Kelly, for telling us of your inspiring healthcare journey, including your work on geriatric medicine, the healthcare projects on using bamboo to address clean water issues, smoking behaviour in elective surgical patients, and your approach on seeking new opportunities. We wish you all the best. Listeners, if you want to get in touch with Kelly, Remember, you can find her on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Xiaohongshu.
visit asiabizstories.com where there are relevant links from this episode. If you are a current Brunel student looking for help with your career, feel free to reach out to Kelly. And if you're a Brunel alumnus living in Singapore, we'd love to meet you in person at the next meetup.